Hi fam, I am so excited to get right into today's Ceremony Circle podcast episode. I'm your host, shaman, and author of the best-selling book and deck, Animal Power, Allison Charles Story. And today we have a returning guest, which is pretty unique for this podcast, and that guest is Rena Trevi. And if you're an avid Ceremony Circle listener, you'll remember that Rena first joined me in episode 63 titled The Link Between Kink, BDSM, and Spirituality. And Rena is a lot of things, but she mainly calls herself a vulnerability coach. For more than a decade, she's traveled the world in pursuit of deep understanding and practice of Eastern spirituality, immersing herself in tantric, erotic, and spiritual expression. She's been a full-time dominatrix, doula, and sexological body worker, walking hundreds of men and women into getting in touch with their deeper selves through practices of surrender and vulnerability. Also, Rena has uniquely, for more than 20 years, been an extreme athlete, a skydiver, base jumper, free diver, and she now runs in-person and online retreats, workshops, certification coaching, which we're going to get into today, and she guides her clients into shedding layers of protective armor and defense mechanisms so they can truly step into their power. So after connecting with Rena and her first Ceremony Circle appearance, I knew I was supposed to work with her in some capacity. But the question was, what was it? She does a lot of things. Was I to work with her in Shibari, the ancient rope tying? Was it some sort of role-playing, a couple's healing session? No, it was none of those things. I landed clearly on being guided to having a yoni massage. The experience ended up being so profound that I wanted to have her back on to focus solely on this topic. What a yoni massage is, why you would want to get one, the potential benefits, why there are so few yoni massage therapists in the world, and the big way Rena is now on a mission to change that. And we talk about all of that in her new certification program called Suhai. And we, of course, cover what my five-hour yoni massage session was like, how it forever changed me, also what Amrita is, and how being triggered in a very safe, sacred container is actually great potential for deeper intimacy and infinite healing. Rena is clearly one of my favorite guests to sit down with, and I'm sure I'll have her back on again because there's so much to discover and cover with her. But for now, you can sit back, relax, enjoy, and learn about the infinite healing portal of the Sacred Yoni Massage with Rena Trevi. Okay, here we go. We've got Cookie joining us today. Thank you for letting her sit with you, Rena. Oh, it feels like I'm home now. My cozy chairs, Cookie with me. Yeah. <laughs> she was very, Cookie was was very clear in her desire to, to snuggle with you. That's such mm. a, I love watching her interact. She's just such a sweetheart. And I think it's fun when she joins us. And it's good to see you again. Likewise. Before we hit record, we were just chatting. Rena has been traveling. She went to Thailand and India and uh, was doing a lot of, I'm sure a lot of different things. It wasn't just only deep work. I'm sure you were doing your adventures with the, what is it? The deep sea diving? What do you Free call diving. it? Free diving. Yes. And all of that. But it's so exciting to have you back. You're only 
the second person that is a returning guest to Ceremony Circle. Mm, what an honor. Thank you. Yeah, I loved our first chat so much. I'm sure as you can remember when we sat down, I was so lit up and I was just like so excited to chat with you and cover things that I had never really done an interview on. And for anyone who's new to the show, the last time Marina was here, it was episode 63 and it was titled The Link Between Kink, BDSM, and Spirituality. And in that like two and a half hour episode, it was a very long one. Yeah, we couldn't stop. Yeah, we were in such a flow because mm -hmm. there was so much to talk about. We talked about shibari, dominatrix, kink, power play, and how that can be healthy, or even like humiliation and how that can actually be a healthy practice. There were so many things that blew my mind, including yoni massage. As you are a therapist in that work, and after our interview, I knew I was supposed to work with you in some capacity. You know, I was just trying to figure out, like, is it the Japanese rope bondage, which is the shibari, or is Rena supposed to work with Luke and I together in some way? And I was really sitting with that. And after um, you came to our house and chatted with Luke and I, it really revealed the next step was for me to have a yoni massage with you. It's so incredible. I love how you take your time to feel into this before make a decision. Yeah. Yeah, I took my time and thank you for pointing that out because it was a like a at least a two and a half year prayer for me. Uh, as soon as Luke and I got together, I knew there was a whole new portal, a whole new world that was opening up for myself individually, for Luke individually, and for us together as a sacred union couple. And in that new world, I could tell there was a lot of new places for me to explore around sensuality and intimacy and vulnerability. And once that clarity instantly revealed, I said, okay, as I always do when I'm guided, I'm there and I'm willing and I'm able to surrender and say, you know, show me the way and bring me a trusted integrity filled guide who is the right person for me. And that prayer was sent up when we were still in LA and it took until meeting you to know, okay, she's the one. And so after I then knew you were the right person to work with, yeah, I wanted to continue to take time to get clear on what the proper next step was going to be. Oh. Yeah. And I wanted to learn from you since we're focusing today on the Yoni massage work, how did you come into that work for yourself? <sighs> I also feel just like you described, there was a prayer that's been answered. I've been always curious about my sexuality and felt there is more than meets the eye. And the place where I grew up was very constricting. It was a lot of repression, especially for women. And it was interesting on one side of things, it was a lot of like shame and negative ideas around sexuality. But on another part was a lot of sexual expression and like seduction, trying to seduce the man so he can, the best man can be your best husband kind of thing. And I could see those two polarities and it just felt like there is something more than meets the eye. And the magazines that I was reading were educating women how to be very like seductive in a very superficial way in sexuality, like how to even fake orgasms. 
like they were sharing that there is no such thing as vaginal orgasms. Everything just happens like through some vibrator and, and external stimulation and just forget about looking for more than that. And I just felt like already like, no, there has to be more. There has to be more than that. And at that time, I wasn't even in the environment of coaches and healers. Like it was a long journey for me to actually leave Russia, first come to the U.S., and then I came to Thailand. I was really lucky that one of my good friends just said, you got to come here. you got to come here. New York winters were long. I was really daring to escape. And then I came to Thailand. And then here I am, this tantric yoga school where everything is so different than anything I was used to. Like the way people relate, the way people connect, the way people look at things, the way people practice things. So we were diving deep into every like aspect of human expression, like sleeping, even like dying, like eating, cleaning, like exercising, connecting, relating. And sexuality was like a huge piece there. And the first lecture on female sexuality was about explaining us how much potential we have and how much pleasure is not only about just getting off and satisfying your desires, but actually pleasure can be a gateway to heaven, to divinity. And that really just touched me so deeply, like, wow, is this really what I've been looking for? Is this really what's going to change everything? And then very soon I've learned about yoni massage practice as a massage for women, mostly done by women, although there were some male practitioners too. And I received my first one, and I cannot say that it was that easy right away. My case was pretty challenging because of my upbringing, because a lot of repression was there, a lot of negative belief systems. And I could, I started to see how my yoni corresponded to my belief systems, like how it wasn't just random that I didn't feel anything inside. Like everything inside was numb. As, I, as massage has started, I was really feeling and like, well, I knew that it's numb already, but now I'm really feeling the numbness. And there was a really a, a lot of understanding around that numbness, how my shame around myself, how all these negative beliefs around sexuality and not only generally around being a woman, around being emotional, uh, really shaped that and took a few massages, not too many though, to start to uncover it. And the numbness turned into pain and then pain turned into pleasure. Mm, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It was a gradual journey from not feeling anything to starting to feel my pain. Then I had safe space to process this pain and that slowly started to turn into pleasure. And that was, I still remember so well, those sweet shifts, like it hurts, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. And then Oh my God, I love it. I love it. I love it. It was just so incredible to notice how body responds to touch, how body responds to presence, to the safety of the space, to patience, to love towards myself. So it shifted everything, not just my sexual pleasure. It was a lot about embracing my desires, embracing my emotions, embracing my intuition, my feelings, just honoring being a woman. And yeah, that was the journey to discovering this practice. Wow. So mm. beautifully shared. And I'm curious, um, that numbness to pain to pleasure line, was there a specific, and I know that you explore a lot of different healing arts and you've devoted to a lot of different types of practices, but was there a specific yoni massage that you were receiving where during that 
exact one, there was that leap that happened where during the massage, you were experiencing some discomfort or pain, but then in real time, it shifted to the pleasure point. So transition from yoni massage to real life. Oh, of course, it definitely relates because as I, in real life, I was numb just the same way during yoni massage, I felt numbness. Just like in real life, I started to feel some pain similar in yoni massage. So it definitely has direct connection. Although, of course, in real time, there is more connection interaction, like the relationship with the person influences the game. While in uh, yoni massage, it's like a more unconditional space for me to explore myself. So in yoni massage, things are perceived more clean and clear from any other external interactions and noise. So it's more about me directly connecting to myself while the transition to real life was also involving me choosing people, communicating to people, communicating to my partner, uh, having the partner who is on the same wavelength who understands this. Uh-huh. So, yeah. But in the actual massage, like while the therapist is working on you, did you have a moment where you were experiencing pain, but then it shifted to pleasure? Yeah, that was exactly during the massage. During yeah. it, okay. It was during the massage that would be like, I still have a memory, for example, of one spot because we were exploring different spots of the yoni. And there was one that was problematic and like there was a spot, the upper wall of my vagina. It was very like, like I really didn't like it. And she kept massaging it. So we were kind of exploring like this layer of not pushing me too far through my pain, but at the same time, not just avoiding it entirely. Right. Yeah. And that was a really interesting shift. So my facilitator said, why don't you express your pain through sound mm. of oh, I'm still feeling it in my body like it was super vulnerable for me voice is vulnerable too so she started to like ah like long ah sound and she started to massage that wall and I went into that ah and that I was like processing so many like layers of feelings emotions like shame fear like oh my god she keeps going and I'm feeling it I'm feeling it and then it was like a shift that, okay, now I really felt all of that. And it was just a new fresh wave of like celebration, joy, and then physical sensation switched into pleasure. And that was my first A-spot orgasm, which is also considered to be squirting or female ejaculation. Like a lot of liquid came through that too, wow. which I wasn't used to. Like, what is this? And it wasn't like, it was something totally different. And there was some connection to feeling, oh my God, am I actually peeing because something feels connected to my bladder? But I was totally not that, like the feel of it, the smell of it, the sense of that liquid. And she was like, congratulations, this is your Amrita, the nectar of the goddess. This is the most sacred like liquid you can find in your body. It's a very mysterious, powerful tantric substance. Like she was covering it through my body. She was covering even her body. Oh, like watching like, what is going on? There was some, <laughs> like total magic. Where did this come from? There was a lot of it. <laughs> so yeah, that's one example of the, my memory of how pain switches into pleasure. It was definitely a moment, time of discomfort, but uh, there were some ways to process that discomfort without like hating it, resisting it. Somehow at that time, the sound, that long ah sound was the bridge from pain to pleasure. Wow. Thank you yeah. so much for sharing that. And 
when in that particular yoni massage, where was that? Was that in Thailand? Yes, it was in Thailand. I was 23 years old. It was a long time ago and I still remember it so well. Wow. And I'm just curious. I have yet to experience the Amrita wave of uh, release of that magical nectar of the goddess. And I have sometimes wondered, I feel like I will this lifetime. I, I will get there. And if I do, when I do, the thought has come up for me around, I don't know if I've ever said this out loud, so I'm just trying to find the words. It's like, I think there's a fear that in that unfurling, in that unleashing of all that liquid, because there's so many questions, I don't know how much liquid it is, like what, what that feels like, what it looks like, like, or is it, is it like you're peeing the bed and there's just so much. And then based upon that experience the first time, will I be nervous? Like once that gateway is opened, right. And the Amrita has opened herself up and that doorway is then open. What if I get nervous around it happening again? Because maybe in the first experience, it felt like it was too much. And then do you have control over the Amrita on opening up again? Or do you know what I'm saying? There's just so many mm. questions around that specific yeah. piece. Like, do you have the ability to control when the Amrita is opening it or not? <laughs> It's a very beautiful question. In a way, Amrita comes when you least control it. <laughs> mm. It's really like a response to deep surrender. And that's the quality of that type of an orgasm, like deep letting go and deep surrender. So, yeah. And at the same time, there is a technique for that. So it's a really interesting balance that you cannot strive for it. You cannot push for it. And yet <laughs> there is a certain pleasure point where things get massaged and this is where it happens. But at the same time, it's not like... There is this peak moment and then release, and this is how it should be. Um, for a lot of women, the, this type of orgasm happens without so much liquids, uh, without this sense of like total, like lots of like fluid comes through you. And sometimes it's the other way. It's, it might be the fluid coming up, but then you don't experience that depth of bliss and surrender. So there is a lot of mystery around it. And the best way is to really give up control and follow what your yoni wants to receive. And that will be the best one for you. Because if we get too attached on the result that it has to look like this, it has to feel like that's when we really push away because then we are putting it on a box in a frame, but that's how it's supposed to be. Wow. Okay. So while we're on this beautiful topic that I didn't know we were going to get on, but it mm -hmm. feels so important and you're the first person I've been able to really talk this through with, I don't want to rush past it. I, and just from your personal experience, the first time that it happened for you, what did it feel like for you? What Was there embarrassment or were you just like, did it feel mm. good? I don't know. Well, it was a mixture of pain and pleasure. So I cannot say that it was entirely good. There was a lot of confusion, like what's going on? It hurts, but it's not really. Now it doesn't and it hurts. So mine How was, long did it, how long was the water? How long it's the so hard. Well, you're like in this timeless dimension, it's so hard to even measure. I cannot tell. Right. It wasn't like really, really long, I believe. No, it was, it was like not lasting like more than a few minutes. But those few minutes were, I was in such 
depth of my explorations inside and like everything was just together, the sound, the massage, the body movement, her speaking to me like some encouraging words and everything was just mixed together. And I cannot say it was entirely positive experience. It was a blend. I couldn't make sense out of it. It took me some time to integrate this. Yeah. Mm. And how long after that first opening with the Amrita was it until you had another experience where it opened up again? I was already practicing with a partner. My partner at that time, he was receiving the male version of Yoni Massage called Lingam Massage. And that was amazing that we were both going through this together because we were studying ourselves like from the scratch. It was a sense that we were starting this whole exploration of this very unknown territory of our bodies, which is so interesting. It's our bodies, but it took, it took us that long to start really like investigate it to that depth. So he was really sweet and patient with me. I was sharing everything with him. And so he was really helping me to go there again, like as he was learning how this is the spot, this is how it's touched. Let's see how we can try it with my finger, how we can try it in lovemaking with this angle in this position, in this position. So it was a learning process. Um, there was the time that I was in that yoga school. We were studying everything and we were really like learning what it's like to be a human from a whole new angle. So it was an exploration. It was definitely taking some time, but it was the good news that I was focused on it fully. We were there. We were not having any work. So that was helpful because the environment was very supportive. It was stress-free. It was free from any responsibilities. And that was the time for us to really learn ourselves. Mm. And in your time being a therapist and providing the yoni massages for others, have you ever had women come to you specifically with the intention of wanting to be able to open up their Amrita for the first time? Sometimes they would share that. But uh, as I said already, like the part of surrender is so important. So if you really keep your focus there, mm. it will be an obstacle. So when we set intention, I try to get broader intention. So that can be a partial one, but we want to have a bigger intention out there because yeah, having like a hyper focus on achieving something will prevent it from happening. So it's a very interesting ground to explore. It has different it's loads. So true. <laughs> it's so true. It's I've just flashed me back to as many years ago I did the uh I think it's called like the amazing liver and gallbladder flush. I think or that's the title of the book or whatever. But I did this very specific protocol to release gallstones. It's a gallbladder flush and I studied how to do this for a very long time. I did the protocol like very intricately and very precisely. And so the day, you know, you do a lot of things leading up to the day where you're supposed to, your body's supposed to open up and release all of these stones. And so I'm at the day where it's supposed to all happen. I'm doing everything very exact and precise you know, I'm going to the toilet a number of times and just like no stone, like I'm looking and according to the book that I studied, there's no mistaking, like you will feel when the stones are exiting. And when you look in the toilet, there's just like literally hundreds of stones and that just wasn't happening. And, um, I finally, I forget on how many trips to the bathroom, let's say it was trip number five where it wasn't happening again. And I just had this moment of surrender and I gave myself grace and I said, you know what, Allison, like you did the best that you could and you followed the protocol the way they advised. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just not the right time. And the second that I surrendered, 
and I was finally okay with not releasing any stones, hundreds of stones started to pour out of me. And then the rest of the day, every trip that I went to the bathroom, there were more release, more release, more release. Mm. And I just had to chuckle in that moment and still in moments like this where I'm flashed back to that time, just the beauty of how, you know, so many, a lot of people refer to the toilet as the, the quote unquote porcelain God and how there's just so much that happens on this sacred toilet, you know, so much clearing, so much release. And so I had to chuckle, you know, that the porcelain God was so my teacher on that journey of it's that exact dance that you're talking mm-hmm. about with the Amrita of having this intention and this goal. And, and yet it's also about the art of surrender too. Oh, thank you for clarifying. It's so beautiful. There was a, a moment that I felt even a bit bad for sharing my Amrita story because I didn't, I don't want women to think that it has to happen that way to them because we all have our unique way of connecting to ourselves and loving ourselves. So yeah, let my sharing not be an example of how it's supposed to be. I'm sure, I know I've seen that everyone has their own unique way of connecting to their source, their pleasure. And this is just one example to encourage that, yes, it's all possible. We can do it like all women are capable of experiencing so much depth and beauty and pleasure in our yoni. And yet everybody has a unique path, unique way. If we fixate ourselves that it has to be like this, it has to happen today, then it that's exactly when it doesn't happen. So <laughs> surrender is the best thing I can teach. And that's the, the beauty of it. Like I only focus on teaching surrender and then all the beauty comes from it in some unique ways that I possibly haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. And I'm also learning some women give me feedback during yoni massage because I also don't want it to be one way street that I'm giving and they only receive and they don't share anything. Sometimes they can correct me. Hey, can you actually touch me? a little gentlier or a little like this or a little like that. And I correct myself. Yes, that's their body. They know they feel what's right for them. And then that way can deliver them to the place they, where they want to be. Mm. So it's surrender process for myself as well, because if this touch helped one woman to have her breakthrough, it doesn't mean the same touch will be suitable for another woman. Yeah, I just, I'm really fascinated. And we've talked a bit you know, not necessarily on camera and not for the podcast, just in general. And and at some point, everyone listening, I will share in depth and specifically about what my personal Yoni massage experience was like. We're going to get to that. But one thing, you know, that you and Irene have chatted about off camera is I'm just, I'm fascinated how you at some point felt called to learn how to become a practitioner yourself and also how there seems to be so few yoni massage therapists globally. And yet I feel, you know, this is such a needed practice, of course, if one is filled called into it, but just, it was so impactful for me. And I I thought to myself, wow, if more people felt called and said yes, and leaned into having their own, uh, Yoni massage done, the world would feel and be a totally different place. And so at what point in your journey, did you get really clear? Like, Hey, this isn't something that I want to experience. I would like to help facilitate Mm. others in this. Yeah, I didn't come to that thought. That actually came to me in a way that my mentor, the one that I was, there were a few people giving you any massages on the island. I picked my favorite. I was receiving from her and I was learning a lot about tantra sexuality. She was also my yoga teacher. She had like a lot of knowledge to share with me. And then I lived in New York City and she 
messaged me that she's coming to New York on her tour. She wants to give more yoni massages. She wants to teach more and like she's looking for some support. So I was, well, yeah, please come to New York. Women need this in New York because people ask me about it. I don't know anyone who gives it in New York. So she came and I connected her with many women with some healing centers where she could hold workshops. And she ended up giving a workshop right in my apartment. That was the best space. She loved my apartment. It was few women. And then she said, well, since it's your space, can you just join us? Like, just come free of charge. It's your space. Just be with us. I'm like, okay, why not? Let me just sit with you and I can maybe watch. And then as I watch, maybe I can try, maybe I can practice. And I started to really go through this on the other side of the spectrum to feel how it, how it is when I'm the space holder, when I'm giving, like watch women release and explore themselves. So, and that was the moment of my initiation of just really came upon me without me trying to get there. And then uh, I was part of the group who was learning all of a sudden. And as we were learning, we were practicing on one another. We had a group as who was determined to learn to give those yoni massages. Like, okay, let's practice on one another. And we were exchanging. I would receive when somebody practices on me. And I would note in my mind, oh, that felt good. Oh, that didn't feel good. And I would learn how it's best to give it. And when, once it's my turn to give, so we would give each other feedbacks and be kept on practicing. And I, at that time, I didn't even think that it will be my profession. It was just a curiosity because the practice really changed my life so much. I just wanted to explore the other side of it. And then I started to practice on my friends. And then friends started to invite friends mm. and that's how it started to roll. Yeah. I mean, and that was mm. the case for me after I had mine with you, um, you know, I would go to friends' houses or certain gatherings and, you know, Hey Allison, how are you? What have you been up to? And I'm like, well, you really want to know, you know, three days ago, I sat with this awesome woman named Rena and had my first yoni massage. Oh, wait, tell me about it. And then I know some of my friends have mm -hmm. now come to you and also had uh, some yoni massages done. And they've come back to me and said how powerful it was for them. And so I can see how the ripple effect and the waves just organically continue. And before we get into specifically um, my journey with it, can you share a few other possible and potential benefits for receiving yoni massage or why, why do people typically come? I saw on your website, uh, here, here's a list and you can dive a little deeper into any one you feel called to. It can potentially unlock stored trauma and emotions. It teaches us about our bodies it teaches us about our own needs, our sense of joy, bliss, and pleasure. You can learn how to communicate better, your desires and needs, understand how to honor erotic energy. That feels like a really big one because we're definitely not taught that. Uh, so that feels important. And also what we've started to touch on, experiencing full orgasmic potential. So can you elaborate on any of those or share additional ones that I didn't say? Yes, I felt like in spiritual circles specifically, a lot of us focus on going up there, like to the like to the sky of our existence. And this is an opportunity to start from the body and to learn about ourselves. And this is a big missing piece specifically for women uh, because we're not taught to investigate ourselves to such depth. And even during lovemaking, we focus on the partner and the exchange we have with the partner. Uh, and this is an opportunity to just receive and just focus on your body and really be fabulous at your receiving, like knowing what you like, how you like, 
and even going deeper, not it's not so much about pleasure versus pain. It's more about refined like levels of listening to your body, what your body wants to share, what your body really wants. And there is so much to understand. There is so much that the body wants to say. And this is an opportunity to learn how to listen to your body. And women who come out of this practice often report like, wow, I finally have my self-pleasure practice. And that self-pleasure is not masturbation. Masturbation is like stimulating yourself towards release. But this one is about touching yourself, touching your whole body and touching in a way that you don't want any result, but you want to feel like, oh, how is my thigh feeling today? What is happening? There is tension. What is this tension about? I'm here. I'm all ears. I'm here to listen and really creating this time and space for yourself to listen to yourself, your body, starting from the periphery, starting from something more innocent, like, you know, your hands, your fingers, and then going to more vulnerable places, such as like belly, chest, genitals, then it starts to feel more soft, more vulnerable. And then also, of course, there can be a pleasure that wants to sweep us away, like, oh, I want more pleasure. Mm. But then we also learn to slow down. Oh, I want to listen to it. What do you ultimately want? Is this really about like stimulating stronger or what is there? What is the desire underneath it? So it's about listening very actively and inquiring more, like not just being satisfied with simple answers, but actually listen deeper, listen even deeper. Let's go layer deeper. What is your body wants to say? So it's like finding divinity through your body, not about escaping body. On spiritual movements, there is a lot of desire to escape and we, we're all becoming more aware of it these days that this desire to escape gross realities of our body and all the messiness connected with that and suffering and struggles, like in trying to stay in the more refined levels of existence. And then we become disconnected from ourselves. So if I can summarize it in, in one, one word, it would be embodiment. It will be about bringing our awareness into the body, bringing compassion to the body, bringing understanding to the body and yeah, and for me, it was also one of the biggest takeaways from giving yoni massages because how can I give this to others without me receiving it? And receiving it is not only about having someone else give it to me. I started to understand how much I can give to myself if I create space for that. And mm. like it was a whole learning curve for me to learn to give myself that space. The same awareness and presence I give to my clients, I want to also give to myself. And that's something that my clients learn and I'm also learning like being with myself listening to myself connecting to my body not going on autopilot not touching it the same way it felt good yesterday mm. how will I touch myself today that feels right and that's a very humbling experience at times but yet it feels very loving oh my goodness yeah that is so potent and powerful and for some reason in that share I was being taken to the curiosity around and my embodiment and my calling and who I am and the work that I do, I know I can hold space in some very unique and powerful ways that hold within it so many different layers and corners and nooks and crannies and nuances. Yet when I think about the type of space that seems to be needed to hold during a yoni massage, that's where I get really fascinated and kind of mystified, like... I could tell from the moment I met you when we were both having a photo shoot done at a photo studio, I was like, oh, I could feel your depth. And, and I've told you that before. And that's what made me feel safe 
and working with you because I know you're someone who doesn't shy away from the shadow. Like you're someone who gets in there, is not afraid, afraid to explore. Like you have done that work over and over and over in so many different ways for many years. That's the type of healer and practitioner I want to go to because I know that you can hold the totality the allness of whatever is needing to express, whatever is needing to move, whatever needs to reveal. And you can, you have the sight and the feel to know what is what and to be able to hold the totality. That's probably of primary importance for me. So I guess this is my way of winding down this road to try to ask you did you instantly feel a trust in yourself to be a practitioner of this type? Because I know you do a lot of different work, but specifically with the Yoni massage, had you gone to enough depths within your own being that you knew you needed to learn certain techniques and the overall protocol, but was it pretty easy for you to trust you to hold the space and to facilitate in a healthy way for others? That's a deep question. Yeah. I'm happy that I've been uh, doing some, like, some similar modality, not not that similar, but the way I like space holding, like, to others for a while in my domination work, which feels really different. But yet it's also about holding space for others that brought me to a place of confidence that uh, I trust uh, the space that I create, that it's the right space. And then what helped me a lot is feedback because I was giving it to friends and then friends of friends. At that time, I wasn't even striving to become a professional. I was just fascinated about this body work. And with my dear friends, dear girlfriends, I wanted to serve them. I wanted to give it to them. And when I started to receive great feedback and they started to say, look, you just can't just treat it like just friendship thing. You really need to take it further than that. And that really helped me to gain confidence in me like that I can actually start offering those sessions. Mm. And then, yeah, the requests or many requests coming my way. And uh, there was also a point that I realized, okay, these are already friends of friends and friends of friends. It's not just my immediate friends. There is more demand for that, that I can just do it in friendship way. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's how it expanded. And the confidence was there due to similar containers I held in my domination work. Yeah. And of all of your different offerings that you have done in the past and also currently, do you find that the Yoni massage inquiries come in the most or is it Shibari the most or of, you know, what, what do people uh, come to you for? Yoni massage is exploding. That's true. That's fascinating. I, when I just started, I had no idea. I thought it will be like just small select women who understand the importance of this. And now it's just something is happening in the world. I'm seeing that there is so much more openness about self-exploration and sexuality, and especially in women's circles. Yeah, Like women realize their need to receive and they really start to stand up and like really look into their bodies and understand there is a lot more. So yeah, the demand for yoni massage is huge now. And I can see how I'm receiving emails like daily women asking, do you know someone in New York? Do you know someone mm. in San Francisco? And yeah. I am like so lost. My school is all the way in Thailand and my mentor is all the way in Canada, in Quebec. And I don't even know anyone around. And I'm asking, do you know, do you know, do you know? 
like maybe there are other modalities. There is like something that ISTA has to offer. A lot of it is focused in Europe and some of it in Australia. It's hard to find mm. someone in New York while demand is really huge. I can see there is a need for that and women recognize their desire to go for this. Is that mainly like the primary reason that you and Surya, is that how you pronounce her name? Yes. Yeah, is that why you two came together to offer this new training? We haven't even gotten yes. into that. We will cover it for sure. Uh, that's a huge reason why I wanted to have Rena back on because of the impact the Yoni Massage had on me. And now she, and at one point, was she your mentor? Yes, she's. I want to call her that she's still my mentor. Okay. She has a lot more experience in this world of tantra and sexuality. And so the two of them united and now have a website called, uh, how do you pronounce it? Suhai? Suhai. Yeah, it's a beautiful Japanese word for worship, devotion, adoration of the feminine. And so we felt like that really summarizes our intention to like worship the feminine instead of repressing it. Yes. Amen to that. So it's spelled S-U-H-A-I and the website is suhai.world. Yes. And so just planting the seed now as you continue this ceremony circle voyage with us that they are offering to train, properly train and certify anyone who feels the call to become a yoni massage therapist, or as you all are calling it on the website, a sacred feminine touch therapist. So that training, the website is available to begin that exploration and begin the application. Now, when this episode airs, it will be available. And then you're going to have in-person classes here in Austin, April 7th through 9th, correct? This is our first try. This is our beginning. This is where we begin. And I'm super excited about it. I feel like this is exactly what's needed. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get into the details of like what that, what your course looks like. I know there's 75 hours of training, which feels important. You know, this is deep work, but I feel like now is a good time for us to chat about and help each other remember what my mm -hmm. massage was like. You know, it feels like lifetimes ago in some respects. And I think it was about six months ago that we actually did. It was during the summer. And what I can recall in this moment was after you came here to me and Luke's home and we chatted and it got clear that next step was Yoni massage. Then we got it booked on, we got it on the calendar. And I tend to find for me and others, I know once a certain type of ceremony is like actually locked and loaded, the work begins, right? You know, long before I actually get to Rena's place, I it was feeling really intense and deep energetic layers instantly. Once it got on the calendar, it was all starting to conjure and happen. And I recall the week leading up to our scheduled massage, you called, I think you texted to touch base and, and we had a phone call and I was glad that you came in and did that because I was able to just, and I've always been just totally transparent and honest with you. Um, I've always felt totally safe to, to do that with you. And I said, like, this week has been intense and to the point where I actually wondered if I should cancel and I knew I wouldn't. And I knew that I needed to keep stepping forward, but I'm just saying that was a thought that came up of like, oof, 
this is so intense. The energetics are so intense before I'm even at her place. Like, is this too much? Should I cancel? Um, so that was intriguing for me because it's been a very long time since I have had a ceremony booked where I've wondered if I should back out. And have you heard from others that the energies are so deep that it comes up for people that way? As you were speaking about, I just had my memories of different ceremonies that I've planned and how the time comes closer and closer. <laughs> and I'm feeling, oh, am I ready for this? Am I ready? Maybe not. it's not the time. Yes. And then calling like facilitator, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely true. Energetically, once you plant a seed, something starts to happen. And I'm already giving warnings like officially <laughs> that this will be the process. There is a chance that can be dreams, emotions, like something that starts to build up towards the day when we actually meet for the yoni massage experience. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at my notes here because I posted about it on Instagram because I, I, after I had it, I was like, there are so many things I do that are sacred for myself, for my family, for my home, for the world that I will never share, that people will never know that I'm doing on a daily, ongoing, regular basis. But for some reason, it was very specific once I had the Yoni massage, I knew, I was like, I need to share about this. I feel called to do an Instagram post about this. I feel called to keep talking about with Rena about this on Ceremony Circle. It just felt like a practice that needed to be shared and spoken of. Hey fam, popping in here super quick to remind you that my best-selling Animal Power book and card deck are both available and out now. Animal Power book is 100 animals to energize your life and awaken your soul. It's a deluxe compendium of power animals. So anytime you dream of an animal or have an animal continuously crossing your path and you're wondering why is this animal showing up so much for me, just pop into my beautiful book that also has a gorgeous full page color illustration of each animal to learn its wisdom teachings and meanings so you can more deeply understand why that animal showed up in your life. An animal power deck is super fun to work with. You can pull a random card to see what animal has a message for you that day or ask the deck a specific question to see what clarity might reveal. Both animal power book and deck are available everywhere books are sold. The book has been the number one new release in shamanism and many other categories. You can also get them from my website. And when you visit there, allisoncharles.com backslash animal power. That's A-L-Y-S-O-N, allisoncharles.com backslash animal power. You'll also receive a free video drumming shamanic journey that I personally guide where you can meet your current power animal. I appreciate your support so much. And now back to today's show. So the day of our massage, I went to your place and I just loved the overall container and the overall flow. I love tea ceremonies so much. And so I really enjoyed upon entering into your space that felt really pristine energetically, which for me is so important. And that's what I felt when I, when I entered and you just kind of setting the stage in a way where just subtly layer by layer, one is able to ground, get present, open up 
And I loved how um, one of the beginning pieces was sitting and tea together. Will you share mm. a little bit about some of those preliminary offerings that happen before you even get into the yoni massage? Yes, of course. Well, most women who see me for yoni massage come as total strangers. We definitely dive in right away. Okay, I'm going to touch your body. It's a lot. So it has to be a process of coming to trust and coming to softening. So creating safe space is the most important part of this. But there are some techniques of giving you a new massage, but this is already secondary. First one is to create space for softening. It's an energetic container, physical, like how it's decorated, the scent, the lights, uh, the music, everything is really important. Set and setting, like just like in psychedelic experiences can determine the experience similar in yoni massage. We need to create that safe, soft, feminine space where everything, the temperature, the, what you can smell, like what you can hear is really welcoming. And then tea ceremony is part of it. It's the ritual that helps to ah, let us sit down. Maybe there was a stressful day before. Let's breathe. Small teacups, really helping to really taste it. <laughs> when you drink of a small cup, you start tasting it because every small cup will be different. And it's not like a big jar that you can drink and drink and it's the same. No, this one oh, really invites you to slow down. So tea ceremony is really beautiful ritual. It's also cultural for me. I grew up in Russia. We had teas was like a really big part of ritual of just having breaks during the day. We would drink teas like five times a day. When a guest come, you have to offer tea. Otherwise, it's disrespectful. Mm. Like tea ceremony is just a big part of how I grew up. And then in Asia, Asia had like even more refined tea ceremony with smaller cups with really beautiful containers, like beautiful decorations around it. So it has to have some proper music around it. So it's a really helpful ritual that I feel like really fits this. Mm -hmm. And it does help women to start opening up, slowing down, sharing something in their heart. Maybe they can share during tea something that they wouldn't share otherwise. Um, yeah. And this is where our trust really begins. And this is what brought me to understanding that we need to take time. Actually, while in Thailand, we didn't de devote so much time to the rituals before and after. But I feel like in America, it's even extra important because people have life outside of yoni massage. They're working, they have children, they're having some roles to play, some responsibilities mm. on their shoulders. In Thailand, in that school, it was a bit of isolated bubble. We were right. free from responsibilities. We were much more already open naturally yes. in the flow. We can just come in right, sinking <laughs> right into yoni massage yeah. and then like have supporting environment at home here. We need to make an effort. Unfortunately, modern life keeps a lot of women in more masculine like energies because we need to control a lot. Women in modern day, they're amazing in the way they have so much power i'm so i tend to attract like very like beautiful powerful women more like a lot of alpha kind of women they're ones that really got it all together have like business families to run i'm listening i'm so surprised <laughs> how is this possible yeah. you like a little beautiful thing like you can hold it all together like yes there is so much power in my hands it's great but the the side effect it does take a bit of time to start softening the feminine energy mm -hmm. so this is why my um, yoni massage is now expanded into longer containers of introduction first. We want to talk, we want to discuss, we want to form the intention together. We want to like really connect on the phone or Zoom like initially a few days before. And then finally during yoni massage, we want to take time with tea ceremony. It has to be unrushed. It has to be certain softening. 
I want to hear their story. I can also let my stories come through so they can understand that I'm not some high elevated being that got it all together, that I also share some vulnerabilities with them. And that puts us in this sacred space that we are in this together. Mm. We are supporting each other in this journey. We are walking each other home. Mm, so beautiful. Mm. Makes me emotional hearing you mm. explain it that way. And I also remember when I was in your space and, and uh, it was time for my journey with you. I can't remember verbatim, but you just said at one point, it was a simple sentence, but I remember it impacted me so much in that moment. And also right now, you said something like, don't worry about me at any point today. I, I can handle myself and I'm here to serve you. So you just tell me at all points today what you need. It was something like that. I don't know how you remember phrasing You're exactly it. Exactly right. And it's a very important part. And I like to repeat it even a few times because women are so conditioned to take care of others. Yes. I, although I say yeah. they still, like yeah. most of the yeah. time, there will be a moment that they don't take care of themselves and they worry about me. And it's just interesting to recognize this conditioning that we are always in the caregiving space. This is, in a way, our nature. Feminine is nourishing caring for others. It was so, I, <laughs> I loved it. And I, I heard you the first time you said it to me and I made note, like I really took it in and remember saying to myself, remember that, remember her saying this, that I loved hearing another woman say to me, don't worry about me. I know how to handle myself and I will be taking care of myself today. Mm. I just, I don't know. It just, that opened up just such a massive field for me and gave every part of me, mind, body, spirit, soul, mm. so much permission in that simple sentence. And so I continued, I, I, from what I recall, I was there from like noon until five. So I was there for a long time. And once we got to the point where it was time for me to lay down and get more into the actual physicality and deeper spiritual energetics of the actual massage, that was a good portion of the day, you know, from what I recall, it, like you mentioned earlier in the interview, it, you do get into a bit of a non-space and time portal. Um, so I don't remember exactly how long I was laying there, but it was a long time and I loved you know, you're in, you introducing yourself to my body, you know, it begins with this certain type of massage and me on a deeper, deeper level, like relaxing and letting go and learning your touch style and, and, and letting my body know that it's in a safe space. So that was like the next layer was you, is there a certain type of massage that you're giving or what, what is happening mm. there when you're touching just the extremities and the body? That one actually came to me intuitively. I did take some Thai massage classes before, but somehow it just felt like oil is the way to flow with a woman. It just feels like when you start flowing with oil, it's like the new avatar, the way of water. It just feels like, ah, the water just guides you. Like you just know like how to flow. And that's just, it's just helpful to connect to the body and to have this moment of attunement. Like, ah, this body needs a super soft massage slow. This body, it will benefit from a more like stronger touch. So th that one is just an intuition. Uh, oh, and the intention is to attune myself to the body, not to fix anything. I'm not doing 
any like strong body work with the body physically to fix any like anything away but more like just to connect to it and nourish all the tensions and our breath helps to stay very present so i'm breathing as i'm doing this it helps me to stay present and intuitive and then she's breathing with me and this helps her to stay with the body so she puts her attention in this body part i put my attention with this body part and this is it we just breathe and flow breathe and flow mm-hmm. and i also loved how you know so that process goes on for quite a bit and then before you even begin to enter into the sacred yoni space there's another sacred moment of pause where again i'm not going to get it verbatim correctly so let me know what you truly say but it's something like a time where you ask does this still feel right does going to this next phase where we're actually going to meet your yoni is it still a yes and that also felt profoundly important because you can make the appointment and you can show up to Rena's and you could get all the way to that point, but maybe for whatever reason on that day, that was all that was meant to be done and you are not meant to actually enter the yoni. And I don't know if that's ever happened to you where someone's like, actually, I need to stop here and can I reschedule and can we try this again? So can you touch a little bit more on that precise point of invitation? It's very important for us to be able to not go on autopilot. And this is why it's super helpful to have those moments of slowing down and checking in. How do you feel right now? What's happening for you? Often we, as women, so conditioned that once the foreplay started, we have to go all the way. And I also have my memories as a teenager, like going for this foreplay, making out with a partner. And then I wasn't ready to go deeper. And I remember how I told him that and how disappointed he was yes. when it started. And he was very disappointed to the point that he just turned away from me and like really like disappointed. And I remember how like hurt I was by that and how I learned my lesson that once uh, my partner is excited and we're already flowing, there is no way I can stop. He will make someone so disappointed. And then I started to hear this from women everywhere, like how they share this, that, you know, they feel bad for speaking no because of fear of rejecting someone, disappointing someone. And especially when it comes to relationship with men, because there is this term of blue balls. Once the guy is excited, there is no, like, he's going to be so uncomfortable and hurt. So yeah, this is how we are compromising ourselves. This is how we are rejecting ourselves in order not to reject the other person and Uh, This can be a huge learning moment for many women that it's so important to check in with yourself, with your body at every moment. And that surrender is not a choice that you did initially and now you have to surrender to anything. Um, It's actually not true. Surrender is something you choose every moment Mm -hmm. and you can choose not to surrender. And it's also a wise choice because there is not, it's not like there is always time to surrender to another person or modality or process uh, you surrender is ultimately just surrendering to your truth at the moment and if your truth is that you want to stop and you need more time it's it's your truth and it's important to honor it so yeah this moment of checking in with a woman is an educational one for her to start 
deconditioning herself from this mentality of needing to go with the process until the end, no matter what. Sometimes uh, it's the wise thing to stop halfway. And that's not only about sexuality, it's just generally about any processes we start in life, which feel like, oh, yes, I want to do it. But what if halfway through, you don't want to do it anymore. And so often we need to push through. And I've been there myself. I'm conditioned to push through all the obstacles to get what I want kind of mentality. And I feel like it's Yoni Massage teaches us to soften and to be truthful to ourselves. Although, yeah, it can be humbling for both practitioner and receiver to actually stop the process. It can be, and it can be a beautiful learning experience. Has that ever happened with you where someone's Mm. come and they're like, actually, I would like to stop where we're at? It was about slowing down, actually, Mm. to tell the truth. It never happened that it was entirely stopped, but it does happen from time to time that part of the massage is already to start going from external yoni massage to inside. And the woman would say, no, I'm not ready yet. Mm -hmm. I I might be ready soon, but I need more time. Yeah. And yes, I would be grateful for that because the worst you can do is when you're not ready to let someone in. And me as a practitioner, I don't want to be the person who comes in without someone being ready for that. Right. So yeah, it's great for both of us when we receive, when we know, when we honor this. Yeah. The door opens only when both, both, it's a yes for both. Yeah. And so, yeah, reflecting back in my time, I, I remember one of my intentions was that I wanted to be able to learn my yoni in deeper ways, but to also potentially release old energetics from my sacred space. And I recall that I was able in my time with you to release a lot, a lot of old anger, rage, and shame energies. Those three felt very prevalent in different ways. I also recall some of the anger, rage, shame energies were from this lifetime. And I also remember tapping into releasing from other lifetimes. It was a very multifaceted, multidimensional journey for me. And it was also so fascinating when you are within my yoni and going to like the left wall or the right wall or the upper, the ceiling, or I don't know the correct terminology, but just like touching and really tuning into the different crevices and walls and areas and just how everyone held different information. You know, I I had a lot of different visions it was just mm. such a rich and fascinating voyage. I don't know. Do you recall, like, as we're kind of getting into my session specifically, like, are you flashing back to a memory you have of me? Um, I, I'm happy to have you share uh, anything that I might be forgetting. Like, do you remember anything about our time that I'm not touching on? I have a bit of memories, yeah. So generally about touching the walls and speaking to them how initially it might be hard to explain and understand, make sense of what's going on, and then starting to ask questions like, well, in metaphors, how would you describe it? And when it comes to metaphoric descriptions of things, 
we start to dive in deeper, a layer deeper into some places that our mind cannot comprehend. Right. And this is when we really give up our mind and we can dive into places such as past life or anything else that is hard to make sense with our logical thinking. Yes. And I remember the part about fire a lot, so the, the cervical touch cervix corresponds to the energy of fire and yes. many of us feel discomfort yes around fire it's very uncommon for women uh, no, no very common for women to have discomfort with fire because we've been repressed for so long so there is a lot of repression of feminine it can be more directly described as women being repressed in their expression in the patriarchal society and also more subtle level like the feminine energies are being repressed by like masculine goal-oriented way of looking at life. And uh, this is where all this fire is stored. And then once we start stimulating that place, it can start erupting with all kinds of fiery mm -hmm. release. And for some women, it's more comfortable than the others. Depends on how many, what are their belief systems that can block that fire. So cervical massage is one of the like more explosive types potentially, which can be a lot, but we want to prepare the ground. So I felt like with you, we were taking our time to slowly dive into those places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do remember, I mean, like I already said, there was, it was very multifaceted, multidimensional um, and a long journey. So what I'm about to say was just one snippet of the, of the whole picture, but yes, I remember feeling when we got to the fire energy portion in that particular location, I was feeling discomfort and anger and angst and irritability, just like all, all of those textures revealing sometimes all at once, sometimes one by one. And I think I remember asking you at some point, um, while the massage was happening, like, do people actually, does this actually feel good to some people? Because the, where I was at on that day and, and my healing journey with all of this, I felt so far from the fire peace feeling good. And you, and I think you said, mm -hmm. um, even for you personally on your journey, you had initially felt uh, a lot of discomfort and you had similar questionings come up for you of like, wow, does this actually feel good to some people, mm -hmm. you know? And there were some really trippy kind of, kind of moments in there where I felt like, wow, can this type of touch and manipulation actually become something that feels more pleasurable? Yes. And that's kind of brings us to the place of the biggest obstacle in yoni massages, just like in any other healing work is our mind trying to make sense of it. So if we get really stuck with that place of anal analysis right in the moment, it's hard to move further yeah. and to go through this experience. So that's why we breathe and we focus on the body as much as possible. So we don't need to like give a lot of attention to those thoughts, uh -huh. just allowing those thoughts to pass through. And our debrief will start only a few days after a day or two, depending on how deep was the journey. Like we need to fully land before we can start bringing this to our mind. But ultimately inside the journey, we need to trust our intuition. We need to trust that the body knows better and uh, yeah it's a deep surrender to our more instinctual nature because our body really knows how to heal itself yes our emotions really know how to flow if we don't analyze them and don't block them with our 
with believing our thoughts. Thoughts can also pass, but with believing our thoughts and really identifying ourselves that, okay, I am that thought like, oh, is it good for some people? Is it really where people get pleasure? Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay to notice that thought mm-hmm. and okay, now the thought is already passed. Uh, but if we stay there with that thought mm-hmm. and like that can actually block the experience. Yeah. yeah. And um, obviously so much else happened, but just for time purposes, I'll start to button my journey up. I, I do remember at the very end, the last, and it got somewhat psychedelic for me at different times. And I was hearing spirits speak to me and seeing different visuals and visions. And the last message I heard as we wrapped up the actual massage portion was two words, forever changed. And I, that was definitely one of the most profound moments of the whole experience because I really felt that message to be true in a very positive way. I was like, wow, my willingness to send that prayer up all those years ago and call the right person in, my willingness to be consciously aware when I'm in front of the right person and to begin dialogue with Rena and to keep stepping forward with that surrender and vulnerability and willingness. And then to have arrived to actually having the massage and then all that opened up and cleared and healed and revealed during our time together, it was incredibly deep. And I knew I was forever changed. And I also remember the medicine of this journey continuing that night when I got home, feeling some of the tenderness from the different moments of the journey. It took me in a good way. I was triggered into the next layers of the healing that needed to come up for me. So feeling a little bit of tenderness and soreness and rawness in one particular area of my yoni, that exact feeling then took me back to all the times in my sexual history where I didn't allow myself to verbalize and I didn't allow myself to speak up and I was left feeling sore or in, in other experiences in my past, not with our yoni massage, but like in physical pain, you know? And so the, when I got home that night and I'll, I'll share another thing that happened the next morning, but the, the journey was not done when I left Mm. here at your place. Like it, it really continued on. And, and I shared what I'm saying now, um, with the ceremony circle listeners, like I, told Rena this when I, when we had our check-in call and I was like, yeah, you know, there's a point last night where I was feeling anger towards you and I was questioning things and, and I could see I'm, I've been on the path long enough that I was very aware of the bigger picture that was happening. But I also wanted to be honest and say, like, I can see the big picture and I can see the totality of the proper healing container and journey that this is. And within that, I was feeling mad at you for a little bit. And I was taken back to these suppressed memories that I'd forgotten about. And I was able in my time laying on the couch that night at home, once I got back back here and feeling that physical tenderness and soreness, going back and revisiting those memories of those past sexual experiences, I was then able to go to a deeper healing space within my own self and forgive myself and forgive 
the other people. And it just, I mean, it was the shamanic voyage continued. And the other last piece that I'll share uh, was the next morning when I went outside in our backyard, everything looked different. There was an, an immaculate clarity that I had. The trees looked different. The air was different. The sky was different. The ground was different. It was literally like I was birthing out of something and stepping into something that had a much more pristine and clear lens. It felt as if through me saying yes and having the yoni massage, it was just able to release with honor old hurts and pains and all sorts of things that were potentially distorting my lens and perspective and view of the world of others and the yoni massage cleansed it. And I was able to see the world and everything from a different lens. It was really profound. Wow. And thank you for your wisdom in understanding this voices in yeah. the head in a way, because that also reminds me why it's such a vulnerable process for me as well as a practitioner right? to offer it. Because obviously some places can be so triggering once they're touched, something old can come up and like massage and cervix can be a lot of those fiery energies and one of the outlets for that is like immediately, oh, she touched me there. She provoked that. It's her thing. And it's really, un it's not uncommon. It's not uncommon at all to see first like the immediate threat and the one who actually touched those painful spots. The and desire to blame. Yeah. And this is really what happens in our lives a lot. Like someone triggers us and the first response is the one, the, that person, but the trigger can be so like way back and it's kind of takes some wisdom and maturity and like good awareness to start understanding that if someone triggered us, it's not the person who triggered us to blame. And that's also comes to me giving those yoni massages. It can be different type of triggers in yoni massage. Like I can be easily idealized, like she's the only person who knows how to love me, how to touch me. Nobody else can do it. It's only her. And that can be pretty unhealthy too. If someone gets stuck with this belief system now, that's now she's the queen of everything. She's the only one. Now I can only receive it from her. Now she's the only one who knows how to touch. Or it can be the opposite. Like I can provoke some really challenging energies and then I can be villainized. And mm -hmm. uh, that really like brings me to that vulnerable place of like, wow, what I'm offering is such a, has so much potential for different kind of impacts. So important to offer this body work for women who have certain maturity in their level of awareness and inner work for whom like inner work like therapy or spiritual inner work is not the first day of their life it's not just the beginning it's actually something they've been doing for a while so thank you for sharing that about your level at that how you were able to see a bigger picture and not to focus on the trigger and then immediately who was the person who caused that i was really like so honored to receive this feedback from you that you were open and honest enough to share it with me, but also identify that's part of the process. That's part of the journey. And yeah, in any healing spaces, it's not uncommon that the shaman can all of a sudden take the role of someone. And it happened to me in rope journey when my mentor first uh, started to tie me up, he just transformed into my father. Mm -hmm. And I started to shout at him how much I hate him. 
And we were both understanding enough at that time that it wasn't specifically him personally. Yes. But the role he plays in the journey is the role of the masculine that I hate. Yes. And that's also in, in Healing Journeys with Yonis, um, I can play the role of that feminine that we are angry at or something in our past. And um, yeah, it can be all kinds of different emotions. And it's really amazing healing opportunity when we can welcome it, be aware of them and then come out on the other side, just like you described next morning, everything felt fresh, which really speaks a lot about your, the beauty of your journey, how you were able to welcome all these waves and pass through them and come out clean and fresh on the other <laughs> side. Yeah. Congratulations. And thank you for that. Uh, thank you. Yeah. It was incredible. I'll just share a little bit and I'm not trying to go down this rabbit hole. And then I want to get into specifically the um, certification, the course, the training, we'll cover those details, but I just think it's really cool how we got into that triggering and shamanic healing type of, of space, because that's something I have had to really reconcile in my years of, of coming to understanding of who I am and what my calling is this lifetime. And being a shaman and very much a human and, and reconciling that my role as a medicine woman, like the type of medicine carrying that I do, it tends to be uh, very divinely catalytic. So when I am just walking into a room at a gathering where maybe people don't even know who I am, it doesn't matter what the space is or what the environment or room or type of gathering whether it's ceremonial or not, or just a grocery store, I am a medicine carrier and I am in very strong embodiment. And so those transmissions of that catalytic energetic that just naturally releases from me and the way that it can enter into someone's experience I've just had countless experiences where, yes, yeah, someone can, whether they know me or not, can be just very triggered by my mere existence, right? By my mere embodiment of um, the type of sh shaman that I am and, and the medicine that I carry. So it's been very fascinating for me to witness those who are triggered by me, by my energetic, by my, the fact that I am called to call myself a shaman. I mean, the list can go on and on, but then to witness those who, there tends to be two very distinct experiences. People are in shared space with me and feel really inspired and want to lean in and like, wow, I can feel your potency, like tell me more, or it's the exact opposite of incredibly triggered because my energetics will go into those spaces that are yearning and desiring so deeply to be unlocked and seen and felt for the first time. And then to watch how people react to that triggering. And some people will go into that villainizing role mm -hmm. that you touched on of like, I dislike or hate that woman and they'll come up to, with all sorts of reasons. And, may, and maybe some people just don't like me because they don't like me, but more times than not, it's the medicine that I carry that's going into a place that wants to be recognized and wants to be unlocked and unfurled. And they don't yet have the navigation mm -hmm. within them to be able to identify 
that it's not really me that they hate. It's just my medicine is opening up something in them that, that needs to um, have more liberation. And I have had people that come back to me sometimes months or years later and say, when I first heard of you or when I first saw you or when I first met you, I was really triggered for certain reasons. And then I came to recognize they were able to go within Mm -hmm. and go deeper and do their work and realize that it wasn't quote unquote me, that it, what I embody was opening up something within them that they needed to do some more work around. Um, so anyways, it just, I just wanted to, um, speak a little bit about my experience with that. Cause it's, I just, it's an interesting world that people like you and I, when we say yes to these calls and live in devotion to the practices that we carry and that we share, it brings with it a lot, you know, it's a lot of responsibility and it's a very wild journey that I just, every once in a while want to give ourselves credit for saying yes and for being brave, willing participants and being, um, whatever you want to call us healers, whatever. So that's, that's my little, uh, let my little mm, share on thank that. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. So let's get into Suhai, your actual training for others mm. to learn how to be a practitioner of this work. I'll let you start with where you feel called to begin. Do you want to let people know? Like, I guess part of it is somebody listening to this episode and feeling a curiosity and going to your website and maybe applying and just seeing, taking a first step and seeing if they want to really enroll or who might be the type of person who you all are really inviting in to apply and maybe get certified by you ladies. I feel like Austin was the place where I got inspired because we have so many coaches and healers here that are incredible And I'm so pleased to be in this community. I never felt so supported, so in the right place. But how it really started is that my uh, mentor, Surya, she's originally from Germany. She spent um, like, you know, decade, I think, in Thailand where she was learning and and teaching Tantra. And she, I was blessed to be uh, introduced to Yoni Massage through her. And she was the one who came to New York to teach me. And then she was watching how it unfolded for me and really exploded at some point because at some point I realized that, wow, the demand for it is more than I can cover, especially once I came to Austin. Yeah. Like the word of mouth, like because actually advertising such practice is a tricky thing. Yoni, the word Yoni is already quite like, you know, forbidden word. It becomes that kind of word that social media will block you for. And yeah, it's not so easy to advertise it in a more official ways though, but the word of mouth takes us long way. Women talk to one another and there are so many women who would like to receive this practice and I'm booked quite far in advance and I'm starting to recognize that uh, my professional development with that is not about giving more and more massages. It's also a lot on my body. I can only do Mm. that much with my own hands. And as I've been staying in touch with Surya, who brought this work to Canada, and she shares the same thing. It's actually really exploding here. So many women would like to receive it. And then both of us simultaneously started to have uh, mentorship requests. There are other healers and body workers that already have some experience in some body work or 
healing shamanic coaching methods that would like to offer it to others. And then we, I started to communicate with her like, well, how do you feel about me starting to share it? I'm starting to have requests from really amazing people who are already women healers, coaches, like they can be amazing at that. And uh, then we started to talk about the fact that we came from the same lineage. The lineage is long. It started in India. It was it came to Thailand and then from teacher to student in a very inofficial way. But as part of bigger like a yoga tantric community, we all had shared the same knowledge around the energy, the chakras, the philosophy of yoga, which has a lot of origins in Hinduism and then slowly coming becoming a bit more westernized depending on the demands of like modern life and but there is no official program and she said like well i feel like that's where we're going uh, mm-hmm. and i checked in with myself and there was a sense that there are so many people who are ready to give this body work because they are already amazing body workers and healers they just need a bit of direction towards that line of work and I also imagined the end result how amazing would it be if there is the sisterhood of us of if there are many of us in different cities giving this beautiful body work and how many more women can access it how also amazing would it be if different women could access it that if I just do it myself it becomes a very like extraordinary very like unique practice for very privileged people, I would start charging higher rates. But how amazing would it be if there would be more different practitioners able to offer it to younger women from to do women from different communities? And that really warmed my heart knowing that, wow, mm. that would be the best thing I could do to the world. And of course, so we have to be extremely cautious around this because just like we were already talking, this practice can take people to beautiful places. There is a potential for ruptures for misunderstanding, for miscommunication, for legal issues. All of this can be an obstacle. And that's why we took some time to really discuss in details what would it take, how would we do it. And we finally came up with a program that feels in resonance with us. And this is our beginning of that. So we are feeling a bit vulnerable around this, but at the same time, the enthusiasm is really big and their vision of the future is really beautiful. And this is what keeps us going. Yeah. Well, thank you both for being uh, willing to, to tune in clearly to that call, that, that guidance and to explore and be a part of leaving this type of healing legacy because it feels, I agree, it feels so important and so needed and so of this now time and so people would begin by going to suhai.world. That's S-U-H-A-I.world. That's the website. And there's lots of information on the website. And there's a tab, a page on there that says apply. And is that step number one is sending in their application? Yes. We start with application. We start slow. It's not just for anyone. Apply and pay. You're in it. No, we want to talk because we want to make sure uh, someone has an, some experience. Um, it's definitely we want to start with women. Of course, men can be amazing practitioners at this body work, but we want to start slowly and carefully. Women feel safer with women. This is something we have to admit that uh, this is the world we live in. We feel a lot safer in sisterhood environment compared to male to female. And we want to start exactly from that, from creating sisterhood so women can offer it to women. And then it's 
also great if someone already has a background in some body work, some kind of sh- a ceremony healing work, because this is an extension. It's not that different if you think about it once you have some experience in space holding, in coaching, in deep listening to someone, touching physically the body, massaging it, not just from the technical point, but also intuitively massaging someone. This is a great place to start. And we want to focus on women who already have backgrounds in some kind of healing arts. Mm, beautiful. And then it's my understanding that once someone is accepted into the program, they begin these initial layers of some online videos and training begins in that way, but then it culminates to the in-person live training with you both. Mm-hmm. So online, we have recorded lots of material, which is all around the philosophy of this practice, as well as actual massage recordings, because we have that. Actually, Surya was the one who beautifully designed and filmed it. Someone volunteered to be so open and vulnerable to be filmed during yoni massage. Mm. And then during that video of someone giving you any massage there is lots of description of what's actually happening why they do it this way what's going on inside because how do you see how they massage it inside so Surya is German German engineering she put like together all the graphs and like different like Mm -hmm. clock system how to find different pleasure pressure spot inside the yoni how to be really precise around that so she has all the this really precise information around like different pleasure spot pressure spot as well as the video recording of Yoni Massage, how it's actually done. And so there is lots of video information on that, so somebody can start being prepared by watching that. And then once all the theoretical information, like all the background information of this practice is absorbed, uh, we are starting to meet, actually. We meet in person for three days. We'll be a small group of women. We also want to start small. Yeah. And we want to select people who seem to be the most prepared for that through their other experiences. And then we will begin by actual practice. We have certain exercises to do just by yourself, on yourself. And then we will be exchanging. So it's definitely a vulnerable practice of exchange, of honoring your body while you're learning. Mm -hmm. Because we will be learning ultimately on one another. And this is how I got introduced to this body work, by having a small group of selected people who are really on the same wavelength, the same path, the same goal. So we feel united and then practicing on one another of giving, receiving. And you learn so much through that because ultimately your hands-on practice is what teaches you the most. Mm. And uh, this is what we are giving throughout those three days of this intimate small group of women, giving, receiving, practicing, us correcting it, us giving examples. And then uh, important piece is about certification. It, I don't feel that means that once you pass those three days, you're ready to go. You need to practice more. And we have a certain amount of hours and certain amount of case studies allocated for that. They need to be able to receive at least two professional massages from people of our lineage. Well, so far it's not many of us, but hopefully we'll have more in the future. But from us to receive at least two massages. And first one will be just receiving, not thinking about you becoming a professional, just for you to receive and have have your own process. Second one is already starting to slowly get some analysis on the way, like, uh aha, this was important when someone said that to me. Uh Aha, this is how I would like to touch my, my clients in the future. So you start already going deeper into understanding what it's like to be on the other side. 
And uh, we want to also create an opportunity for you to create a unique experience based on your true calling, meaning that, of course, there is a certain framework like this pleasure point, there is this pressure point, but also the type of body massage you give, for example, like tea ceremony can be substituted with something that feels truer for your heart. Mm. So like different pieces can be substituted for something that you feel cold to. Maybe instead of oil massage, you feel more cold to like Thai massage style. Yeah. Maybe this is where your experience comes. So like different pieces can be substituted to something that is your unique offering. And I feel that's exactly right. It shouldn't be exactly precise piece by piece, exactly how we teach it. We want to give an opportunity for a practitioner to tune into their superpowers. Yeah. So they can add some of their unique flavors. So ultimately it's the same lineage. The core will stay, stay the same. And yet uh, there is an opportunity for putting your own heart to that, putting your own superpowers to that so you can create your own unique offering. And yeah, we'd like to stay connected and monitor a practitioner throughout this phase of exploration after our three-day intensive so we can see, we can hear the feedback about every yoni massage they give to volunteers and friends. Uh, we decided that nine is a good number of like where you start to get into your comfort zone because first two, three yoni massages, obviously things will feel clumsy. Things will feel uncomfortable. You're just learning. You're nervous. Of course, it's absolutely expected, but towards the ninth, this is the time to receive clear feedback. And if this is the positive feedback, if women who receive already give feedback, like, wow, that was such a healing experience. That's something that's really affected my life. You're amazing. And the if the feedback is really positive, this is the time we can sit together, evaluate, and then decide like, okay, now we're ready to certify it under our lineage and welcome to our sisterhood. Let's hold this community together. Let's expand like someone will represent another city and we want to like stay together, stay close and support each other too. Mm -hmm. So it, it ultimately will be a sisterhood of supporting one another in this practice. Yeah. Thank you for so elaborately explaining more of those details because I know for some people listening and it was also my experience after having you on ceremony circle the first time and then sharing an instagram post that i had worked with you specifically with the yoni massage you know there there were some curiosities of people uh, who DM'd me or emailed and said like, I've always wanted to get one, but I've just never met someone that felt safe enough. Or there are actually a couple of people who had, it, unfortunately, an experience where they had a yoni massage with someone who, according to their own truth and their opinion, um, it ended up being a bit more traumatic than healing because the practitioner, I, I guess, uh, didn't end up being the type of person that they thought the person was. And so I definitely wanted to cover that piece with you because I would imagine for some listening, those ponderings or curiosities might be bubbling up of like, how does one do their best to ensure that the type of people that you're certifying are actually, you know, really healthily integrated individuals who are going to truly create a safe healing space so that the person exits feeling more healed than adding more wounds or traumas to, uh, on top of what they might be going to see the person for. So I feel like you and your previous explanation touched on some of those things that you guys have put into place to do your best to tune into 
the type of people that you're allowing into the program and then keeping, you know, monitoring and really tuning into the feedback. But I would imagine, you know, for you both, I guess I don't want to put meaning onto you that might not be there, but if it were me, that would be a very um, sensitive area that I would feel um, if I were certifying others in this practice, I would just be like, oh my gosh, you know, we have to, I would want to keep such a close eye on that piece, you know? So is there anything else that you want to touch on if people are having those curiosities coming up? Yeah, it's a good point that you mentioned. That's a big responsibility and we are very, we're committed to being very selective about who can join this. We want to have the first circle of women to be someone who is closer connected to the circles where we are. So we have some familiarity of where they're coming from and definitely have those who are already experienced with certain modalities of healing. And we also don't guarantee certification. This is the part we decided that will keep us, keep less pressure on us that, oh my God, this person is not ready and we have to certify Mm -hmm. them. No, I feel like uh, it can be a feedback of why they're not ready because we'll be closely monitoring and saying this is your weak spot. And in um, different spiritual practices, this is how my other teachers handle this by still educating someone and in the end making, uh, observing and giving feedback while you're ready to start teaching on your own. Or, no, I don't feel like you're ready and this is what you can do Mm -hmm. to feel ready. So because uh, Surya has so many more years of experience in yoni massage practice, I feel like I'm in good hands also with her. So it's not only on my shoulders, the two of us can be guiding each other and we can make those decisions together when we don't feel 100% sure about the person will probably stay safer and we say, well, it's great that you gain these learnings, but we don't feel like we can welcome you to our like sisterhood yet in a way that you can also be giving you any massages. We want to make sure that you spend a bit more time practicing, preparing yourself for that. And it doesn't mean that the person cannot practice. It's just they have to be more cautious. They practice on people they already like know. Like, for example, like if you're not sure, you can offer it professionally. Offer, be honest. Just offer it to your community of girlfriends, like, hey, I I really need someone to practice on. This will not be something that, you know, we can be qualified as a professional offering yet, but I'm learning to go there. And there are people who feel ready to offer this volunteering space. Mm -hmm. When I was learning um, Yoni Massage, it's great that it took me some time because I can relate. I remember the time that I was still not feeling so sure and how open and honest I would reach out to my girlfriends saying, well, I want to give you this beautiful nourishing touch massage, but please keep in mind, I'm still learning. I'm really relying on your feedback, Mm. please. I'm also really relying on your boundaries. I'm really relying on your ability to hold yourself Mm. throughout this. So just being honest when you're reaching out to your circle of friends or perhaps to other who are learning to become practitioners this way. There can be a beautiful exchange of both people learning. One is learning on the other and then switching spot and giving each other feedback. So you're kind of supporting and uplifting each other, saying you did great at this, but this is something you could do a little bit better. Let's try again next time. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, I'm... I'm really excited to know because I did have a lot of people reaching out saying, as you have mentioned, the same experience for you. 
I'm based in Nova Scotia or I'm based in Peru or I'm based in New York City. Do you know of anyone? And my answer every single time is the only person that I would feel in integrity recommending is the woman who I have had personal experience with and that's Rena and she's in Austin, you know? So it's like, I am happy that this healthy healing divine web of yoni massage practitioners will now be able to blossom and grow so that there is greater access for others to to step into this very specific healing yeah otherwise it feels i mean i feel privileged that women are flying from all over the country to see me i never thought that my work will take me that far and yet i'm understanding that it's actually for very privileged people who can actually allow themselves such a vacation to come all the way here and to spend some time in this environment and receive it and rest and it's great when women can do that and also will be so much better when there are local practitioners different practitioners so there are more and more possibilities for more and more women and also how we promote this work like how we share so many women still don't know that it's even possible yeah and it's i feel a lot of luck like my good karma whatever you want to call it that i was able to find this community in thailand that brought me to where I am, that I can feel so integrated and connected in my body, that in my lovemaking, I can experience those states of bliss. And, you know, when you are in that state of gratitude, you just cannot help, but you just want others to experience the same. I really don't want to be pedestalized and have other women, oh, she's such a goddess, she can experience this, she can do this. I, I don't think this is the place. It's, it doesn't feel right. It's I actually want to be surrounded by women who are also just as lucky and that's a lot can be created and i feel like even without my efforts the world is going in that direction slowly there is a wave slowly for women to feel empowered not only in their masculine that yeah i can be as strong as my man i can achieve all these worldly things and can be a mother and business owner at the same time but it's also another way of female empowerment through their feminine through their vulnerability through connection to themselves mm. and this is i feel like this is where my mission is to empower women in this more soft and tender way. Mm, Ashe, very mm. well said. And uh, I guess as we close, um, just let everyone know, I've mentioned the website a couple of times, but let them hear from you, um, how to find you on any social media and your website again, for those who are intrigued. And I will also remind you that while the in-person training is in early April, those initial, those other 60, 70 hours of training through the video that you can begin once your application is accepted. So it, this is something that if you're feeling intrigue or feeling a really clear call to lean into today and go to the website. So let them know how to find you. Yeah. So my personal website is vulnerabilitycoaching.com. Easy to remember. And that describes my background and different offerings coaching, healing work that I do in different workshops, events, retreats. And Suhai.world is our new baby, our mind and Surya baby, which we, we're just getting started. Our hope is to continue and have more dates of in-person meetings throughout the year in different parts of the country. This is the ideal place we see ourselves in. But for now, we'll start in Austin, the place of the mecca of healers and coaches of America, which seems to be here and I'm privileged to be here. So yes, and this is 
our intention for this year to start this certification program and to have more women join our sisterhood. Mm. All right, Soul Fam. Thanks for sitting around this beautiful divine sacred fire with us. And if sacred feminine touch therapy, if those words feel a certain kind of way for you, you know, lean in and just begin to explore and head up, head over to uh, suhai.world to see if maybe you will be a next yoni massage therapist the world needs more of you so i look forward to hearing if some of you hear the call and thanks for tuning in and we will sit together again next time thank you woo wee what a powerful voyage that was It is always so fun and such an honor to share space with these beautiful beings willing to generously share their time, wisdom, and energy so we can have the opportunity to enrich our own lives. And we will always share each epic guest's links and contact info in the show notes that are on my website, alisoncharles.com, and also in my weekly Ceremony Circle podcast Instagram posts at I am Allison Charles, so it makes it easy for you to connect more deeply with them. And fam, you know by now all the heart I put into creating this show. And I would love to be able to continue providing this free content for a long, long time to come. And what would be most supportive in me being able to do that is if you have ever felt you've gained anything positive at all from listening to a Ceremony Circle podcast episode, if it's brightened your day, if it's given you clarity or insights you've been waiting for, if you felt a healing shift during one of the closing ceremony practices, anything at all, If you can just stay on whatever platform you're now listening to this show and simply go to the rating and review section and share even one reason why you're grateful for Ceremony Circle Podcast. Sacred reciprocity is a big deal and I deeply appreciate you giving back to me so I can keep creating and providing. Sending you so much love. This podcast is for information and entertainment purposes only, and my intention is not to provide medical advice or diagnosis. You should always consult a health professional before making drastic changes to your diet or lifestyle.